Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of Tuesday's Timely Torah Talks. Tonight we have with us a very special guest, Rabbi Shlomo Landau, a rabbi that is very, very influential and does so much chizuk and inspiration. Rabbi, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing, Baruch Hashem. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a schus and such an opportunity. It's, I, feel, I feel so honored. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, Chazdeh Hashem, Chazak is honored as well to have the rabbi on the program and to have the rabbi speak for us. And uh, Rabbi, before we get to tonight's interesting topic, which is the power of the Parsha, the power of the weekly Torah portion, could the rabbi give us a little bit of a background of yourself so that our listeners have a better uh, get to know you a little bit more? Sure. How many hours do we have? A few hours. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try, I'll try to be concise. Um, so I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I know for those in the tri-state area, you may not have heard of it, but it's a really beautiful Jewish town. And, um, and I you know, went to Tel's Yeshiva, which was a great yeshiva, amazing experience. Went there for high school and even went there for base med, which got the opportunity to see rabbis who were from you know, pre-war Europe, Rav Gifta, Rav Chaim Stein, see them in action, see them davening and learning. These were definitely indelible experiences, very special experiences. And then I did something weird when I was like 18 or 19 years old. Like all my friends went to Yerushalayim, to the Mir Yeshiva and to Brisk and other Yeshivas. I decided to go to Bnei Brak and I learned Panavish for a little more than two years. Very, very interesting and uplifting experience. My Hebrew, by the way, went through the roof. Hopefully my Torah knowledge followed. Um, but I was so fortunate that I was there at the end of Rav Shach's life. So I got to see him in action and giving Shir Klali, which was really, you know, almost a miracle to see a man of over a hundred years old argue and learning and, you know, dialogue and discourse, like two guys in yeshiva having it out. Unbelievable experience. Then got married, Baruch Hashem, to my amazing Rebetzin, my Yishaz and then we moved to Shalayim. So that was a little bit of an upgrade. I joined Brisk, where I learned, learned Brisk for like three years by the Rosh Hashiva Shir. And then for the last two years, I was in a Kola, but I also did Smich. I got Smicha and I joined a Nair Elif, which at that point was a community leadership um, you know, training thing, like a two-year thing, got to meet some amazing people like uh, Rav Gershenfeld, Rav Ruven Leichter, and many others, many, many others, and some great colleagues as well, who today are amazing Rabbanim throughout the United States and, and, and beyond. So that's kind of, when I moved back, and then I, like after five years in Israel, we moved back to Lakewood. Um, we lived in Lakewood for like two years, and during those two years, I was commuting and doing Kiruv. I was learning part-time in Yeshiva and based Medrash Kavaya, that amazing, amazing beacon of Tyre. And at the same time, I was also, you know, going in the evenings and afternoons, and I was learning in a community called East Brunswick, teaching in a community called East Brunswick, which I'd never heard of before, just to be honest, and um, trying to spread the light of Torah to people who maybe didn't have the benefit of a Jewish education or their souls were just thirsting for Torah. Um, At the same time, I got a very interesting offer. That itself is a whole fascinating discussion, not for now, to be a Rebbe in in a high school. In a, I guess I, I, I don't, I'm going to call it modern orthodox just because I don't like labels, but that just kind of give us a little rep. And I taught at a school called Moshe Aaron Yeshiva High School for a bunch of years, which was so amazing. I'm still in touch with so many Talmud. And last night I spoke with a Talmud who I taught my first year in 2002. So Baruch Hashem, we're still in Kat Bekesher. And then East Brunswick just became my life. And I moved out there and started an amazing Kirif community together with a fellow by the name of David Gross. And we built a gorgeous shul and community learning center and life was so amazing. And I was teaching at a school called Kushner at the same time. So Harbatsa Satara from morning till night, living it and loving it. Like that's really what I felt like. It was such a close to wake up in the morning. Um, recently, we definitely pivoted and shifted. Hashem has many different, uh, I guess you could say, plans of where we should end up. And we moved back to Lakewood. Huge cultural shock, you know. <laughs> I always say, my wife sends me to the grocery every morning because she could. 
you know, he's frozen. You don't have a kosher grocery that's close by. Um, but so far, it's been very, very special. And I'm now working. You can see in my uh, in my oh, virtual background, I'm working with Olami, great oh. organization. And my my top kid is to connect professionals, men and women, with college students and young professionals to mentor them professionally, also to teach them Torah and mitzvahs and inspire them and connect them. So literally, we're harnessing uh, the power of the sleeping giant. So many amazing Balbatim across the world, literally. And everyone's taking a chariz. It's, it's so inspiring to see how Klai Yisrael cares about one another. We, really, we literally feel like brothers and sisters. It's, it's the most special thing. Just a day in my life right now shows how beautiful Klai Yisrael is. So that's so special. And, I mean, the fact that we're having this conversation, like the two of us, <laughs> I don't think we ever met right till now. Mm-hmm. Uh, although obviously Chazak is near and dear to me, but, and, and look, I mean, I, I feel like a brother. It's beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. And we have tremendous amount of appreciation to the Olami world and what they've done for Klaus and the Jewish world, but in particular with Chazak's teens division. They're very much involved with that Baruch Hashem and they are rocking it, like they say. And Yagda Torviade. I would love the opportunity to meet some of your teens. I've literally been teaching yeah. teens for two decades. And I'm going through a little bit of a withdrawal symptom. So bring me in and let's do it. <laughs> Okay, but you might have to move to Queens then. But we'll 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 say that for after the program. Island by Kodesh, you know. <laughs> okay, Rabbi. So 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 unbelievable! Wow, you're involved with so many great things, and uh, you've um, been to the, all the top notch yeshivot. And uh, so so let's let's uh, jump into tonight's topic, which is the power of the parasha of the weekly Torah portion. So as we all know, we just started the new Torah cycle once again. How can one gain? a new outlook on the parasha when we read the weekly Torah portion every single year. Rabbi, what do you suggest? So I'm going to speak from personal experience. Sure, please. I've been learning the parasha since I was probably three. (laughs) And every single year, I have a brand new experience. I always find insight that I never heard before or think of insight that I never heard of before. And I'm able to relate the parts of the parsha sometimes that I never like invest in. I'm gonna give you an example. Like in parsha's lech lecha, like everyone knows like the big three or four topics, but it's worthwhile to try to find the subtopics or the things that they didn't teach you in kindergarten. You know, it's a little bit sad to think of it this way, but for a lot of people, their level of the parsha, unless they invest in it, is about third grade. You know, like if you start singing those songs, you know, um, they'll know them and they'll know them better than the Rashi's. Why? Because that's the Parsha. But I really, truly, honestly believe that Torah is Torah Chaim. It's the owner's manual for life. And particularly Sefer Barashas, which was replete with the stories of the Avos. There's so much life guidance. There's so much insight into our daily existence. I'm, I'm telling you, every single week, somehow I find something that literally is a game changer for that week, for me and my Mishpacha. And I share it. Um, just to, just to, I, and my students would say, just to flex a little. So I happen to do, and I promote myself, I happen to do an amazing weekly parsha here called Practical Parsha Perspectives. It's available on Torah anytime. And Baruch Hashem, we have listeners from across the world. It's got tons of stories in it. So you can literally take those stories home and share them at your Shabbat table. And it always has one theme. I try to find one practical theme in the parsha and really flush it out. So for example, in Parsha Noach, we spoke, to, we spoke about honesty and integrity in business because the world, you know, the fate of the world was sealed because they were dishonest and they took things that didn't belong to them. So we spoke about that amazing feedback, literally. And, and people, t- I, I get random emails and messages and people just say, I can't wait each week because I know that Friday night I'm going to share one of your stories or I'm going to share one of your Divrei Torah. And I'm not saying this, it's siyata deshmaya totally. I shouldn't just put something in my hat. I hear a story from a friend and I put it all together. But that's a really nice thing also. Find a rabbi that you connect with. 
on Torah anytime and the many platforms that are out there and listen to their shear because every rabbi and every person has a unique connection with the Parsha, more intellectual, more inspirational, more emotional. So find somebody or find a commentary or a safer and each year try to focus on that commentary or safer. I'll just give one tiny example and then we'll move on because I don't want to belabor anything. Years ago, I decided I'm learning safer and Nesiva Shalom on the Parsha. Now it's impossible to learn the whole safer and Nesiva Shalom in one go. It's like eating four steaks for one dinner. By the way, I have teenagers that could do that. No problem. No problem. But personally, I'm not at that level. I'm not at that madrega. But one solid or two solid pieces of Nesiva Shalom on each Parsha is a game changer. You'll see things in the Parsha you never knew existed. And it doesn't have to be something like, you know, Nesiva Shalom, which is maybe a little bit more complicated. You can take an art scroll safer on the Parsha. If you're a real beginner and you, you know, you never do Parsha parables. It's a story that you could share at your Shabbos table with a, a mashal or a story and a great insight into the Parsha that's literally, it's digestible to a four or five-year-old kid up to a 45-year-old person and even beyond. So find a safe fair, find something that talks to you. And each year, buy a safe or invest, give yourself a gift. And it's a gift that keeps on giving. You build, you'll build yourself a library and your mishpacha will gain from it too. Kids will start taking it out. I mean, Parsha is so great because it's so versatile and it talks to everyone. And, and you know, we've got the Sheva Brachot, right? And four guys, five guys speak, and they all speak about the Parsha. And no one says anything similar to, to the other one. It's crazy. And they all relate to the, to the Simcha and the Chassan and the Kala. How do you get it? It's through Ban Shalom. He knows what he's doing. He, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he connected us. It's amazing. It's, it's really off the charts. The Parsha. 100%. Amazing. Rabbi, I'm going to just throw a plug as well. I also have a short and sweet on the Parsha video going out every week, and uh, we encourage all those to... Uh, how, do, how do I sign up to get it? <laughs> okay. It's, it's actually also on tour anytime, so... Okay, uh, yeah. you got me. Maybe this will yeah. be my investment this year. Okay, beautiful uh, insight, Rabbi. Thanks for the suggestion. So we're going to jump on to the next uh, question, which is, we know there is an obligation, a chiyuv, to do Shtayim Mikrovech, a Targum, to review the Torah with its translation on a weekly basis. What are the best tips, Rabbi, for someone not currently involved in this pursuit to jump into this endeavor, Rabbi? So I'm going to speak from personal experience of struggling with Shnai Mikra over the years, as well as experience from some of my Talmudim and my students. And this is literally just LOL. It's Lando on life. It's not like any, like, you know, there's nothing, nothing crazy. <laughs> Did I just hear that right? LOL, Lando on life. I love that. That's great. Okay, great. We all have to think of ourselves as, you know, <laughs> we have to be relatable, no? I don't have an L in my name, so okay. <laughs> okay, we'll figure something out for you. Um, so first of all, like this, if you sit down over Shabbos and say, I'm learning the whole Parsha over Shabbos, Shnai Mikra, twice the Chumash, and Echa Targum, either the Unkelis translation or Rashi, or even the English, according to some, you can fulfill your, fulfill your obligation. It's very hard. And even, even in the winters, when you have long Friday night, I don't know about you, but if I open a Chumash on Friday night, I find myself in such a sweet spot, the sweetest of sleeps, dreaming about the Rashis, I hope. <laughs> but, um, you know, and you, you, know the, you know the feeling, at least in my house, that you, the, the chant is starting to permeate the home. That and the kids playing in the background and the safer open in front of you. That's like the closest thing to Ganeidemeinolamaba. It's really what it is. But anyways, it's very hard to do the whole Parsha over Shabbos just from personal experience. It's much easier to do it in small little installments. There's seven aliyot in the parsha. There's seven, there's seven, you know, it's, it's broken down at the same, do one a day, you know, set aside 15 or 20 minutes, you know, before you start your workday, when you come home, maybe by lunch, it's not a huge investment of time, but the benefits are tremendous. Like you were, we, you and I discussed before the show, you know, it's, there's a tremendous school of by learning Shnai Mikra Ve'echa Targum. 
It also puts you in the same place like so many other Jewish people around the world. And that itself is a very powerful thing. So I would say, try to do a little bit each day. Um, to plug a friend of mine, Rabbi Moshe Shwet has a, um, has a, uh, is very involved in something called All Parsha, which is an app from the OU. And they have literally a way to remind you every day. It's broken down into bits and pieces. You can find your element, your niche in the Parsha, and you can really review it that way. Um, but again, you know, like if you sit down and you want to do the whole Parsha on Sunday, it's probably not going to happen. I'll tell you something else that some of my students have found uh, beneficial. They found a Chavrusa. 15-minute, 20-minute Chavrusa to learn Chamish and Rashi. You want to do the Targum, they, they don't have to do that together. Let's learn the Pasuk, let's translate in English and see if we could do Rashi. Um, the results are amazing. And if you're a beginner and Shnai Mikra is a brand new thing for you, learn the Chamish with an art scroll Chamish. You know, the blue art scroll stone Chamish. A, the translation is not V, thou, and thy. It's much easier to understand. <laughs> and the Mepharshim on the bottom are so, they're just so relevant and they're not too long. And it's, learn it that way. I would recommend learn the Chumash and the article translation. And if you want to be a bigger tzaddik, do this stuff on the bottom. You know, that's definitely your first tiptoe into Shnai Mikra. And eventually you'll become a proficient in the whole Torah, which is huge. Definitely. hundred percent, Rabbi Lando. Great suggestions. I also uh, encourage people to commentary on the bottom is very powerful. And to plug an individual that just came the founder of a new organization called Shnai Miomi. So uh, people can look into that where they break it up on a daily basis. And they told me they have videos of different rabbis. So good stuff happening all across Kalisa over the Jewish world. And Rabbi, we're going to jump to the next question, which is we are when we are around the Shabbos table and, uh, you know, with, we're with our families. There's always a sense of hesitation. But who's going to give the Dvar Torah on the Parsha, the Shabbat meal? What's the best way to get everyone involved with the words of Torah shared at the Shabbat table? What do you suggest, Rabbi? I think it's a really fantastic question because we all want to upgrade our Shabbos tables. And the Parsha is such a great way to upgrade it. I'll, again, I'm going to speak about the Landau Shabbos table a little bit over here. Hope my wife's not watching um, <laughs> and my kids because they, they don't like when I talk about them. But I'm, let's talk about Parsha's Lech because this is our Parsha. We're, you know, we're living it right now. So without thinking, although I, by the way, I do try to prepare every week about what I'm going to do with the Shabbos table. Um, fathers and mothers out there, our children are our most precious thing that we have in the entire world. And we're busy and we're pulled in a lot of different directions. But if we want to have a successful Shabbos, which really I think is a guarantee that the next generation will love Shabbos, we need to invest a little bit of time. Take a safer, learn a story, something that's meaningful, prepare. It's, it's, the, it's the best investment of the whole week. This is just, again, my, my little tiny insight. But let's, let's say Parshas Lech Lecha. So my three-year-old is probably going to come home from school. And I think his mower probably told him that Hashem tested Avram. And I think the three-year-old can understand testing. And I'll say, how many tests did Hashem test Avram? And chances are he knows. So my three-year-old, I'll say, he get, by the way, we go youngest to oldest on almost everything in the family. He'll probably say 10, or at least he'll say one of them. And then I'll say, can anyone share with me another one of them? What, and then maybe we'll open the conversation into what was the biggest Nissan? What do you think would be, because our family just moved from one community to the other. And like, it was a big decision. And we asked Das Torah and one of the Gedolei Hadar advised us, Lech Lecha, Me'artzacha, Al-Aretz um, he didn't promise that I'm going to make you great, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's a great conversation for our family to have. Um, and I try to unpackage it in that way. I'll try to think of a story that has to do. And then, you know, once the kid, little kids are satisfied and they have, my kid showed his partial project and another kid said a story, whatever it is, you know, maybe I'll move it to the older kids and I'll say, why does this show even test us if he knows the answer? I mean, 
as a teacher, we test to see if the kids know. And then um, try to unpackage nisyonis, which are such an integral part of our lives. I was speaking to an amazing mechanechas, really one of the top-notch ones recently, and she said to me, she said, you know, one of the things we have to work so hard on in our children is resilience. You know, they know a lot, and they experience a lot, but when life isn't exactly the way that you planned it to be, do you just fall apart, or do you grow from it? That's a nisayon. A nisayon is Hashem challenges you, gives you an opportunity or a stepping stone for growth, and you grow, you don't fall. So, you know, that would be a great thing to do. I, I just want to add another thing onto this. You know, I try to give each of my children a platform to say something, obviously. Some of them come with their beautiful pre-packaged divrei Torah. It's the most adorable thing, by the way, when, you know, your six-year-old tries to, to read in English, the altar from Kelm. <laughs> he never heard of altar. He never heard of Kelm. And he like looks at you, the who? So it's real. <laughs> or Slabotka. That's a really, that's a tongue twister. So, um, you know, we obviously give each of the kids the opportunity to do that. I want to add one more thing, which is that for a long period of time, when we're probably, we try to do something regularly at the Shabbos table. So for example, if you don't have this, there's this amazing group, a series of farm called What If, which has like, you know, different discussions in halacha that connect to the Parsha. Um, crazy, some of them are so fascinating. And we go through it. And then every kid, starting from the youngest, to the oldest, including the mommy and the daddy, input what they think the answer is going to be. And then we read the answer and we unpackage it. Uh, uh, Rabbi, I just want to tell you something amazing. We've had a lot of secular company at our house over the years because we worked in Kirov and in outreach. This is one of the most successful Kirov tools. First of all, it is mind-boggling to it see opens them, the mind at first. It's, it's mind-boggling to, them to see a four-year-old discourse on a really, you know, amazing topic. And then it opens their mind and they have what to say. And we're learning tired together at the Shabbos table. Another thing we did over the years was we went through some of the Living Amuna books because oh. Amuna is so important. Right, David is, is, is it's easy to understand that there's great stories. And, and they have the kids' version as well. And they have the kids' version, you know, so to find a safer or something like that, or even to take a storybook from, you know, one of the amazing people who teaches stories like Rabbi Yechiel Spear or someone like that. And one, one story a week, everyone loves stories. I mean, that's just one of my philosophies on life. Try to find a story that you could connect to the Parsha and get everyone involved, get everyone involved. One more last tidbit. I know I'm talking a lot, but my, this is for my wife. Is she likes when we come up with a question where the kids have to find it in the chumash. Find me five words in a row that start with aleph. And if you do that, you get double Shabbos party. I don't know, whatever. You know, and I pay for double the visit to the dentist. You know, like something like that. <laughs> amazing, amazing suggestions of books just to throw out there. Our Rosh Hashiva, our late Rosh Hashiva Zatzal, of Aaron Walken just passed away due to COVID. Sure. Uh, the family, Baruch Hashem, from Lakewood. The rabbi moved to just published uh, Sefer Leva Aaron on the Parsha. I happened. saw it in Shul. Looks great. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. So, so Baruch Hashem, we're happy uh, that th- there's so many options of Sfarim. You know, uh, Baruch Hashem, my wife, God bless her. She's constantly uh, ordering more Sfarim, the latest Sfarim. There's, there's so much to learn. There's a lot out there. There's the what if Sefer that the rabbi mentioned. Is that Veharivna? That's Veharivna. The, the, but they also have, no, they have Veharivna in English. But what if is a little bit. It's easier. It's not so complicated. So it's really, it's something that even a little kid, a five-year-old can really connect to. Okay. It's a great investment, by the way. They're like 20-something dollars, you know. I get 10% from art school, so it works out well. (laughs) Okay, great. So Rabbi, before we end off with the final message and thought, one last question, which is also connected is, Rabbi, if you could give us some advice on making the parsha more meaningful and enduring. I know we touched upon it here and there, but one last tip. I want to go back to what I said before, which is that as parents, we need to take the investment of time and prepare. 
The parsha Hashem gave us a gift called the parsha. If you, I don't know if you think if we think about this often, but the parsha is relatable to a nuclear scientist and to a kid that has a mora. It's it's mind boggling. What other topic you're going to speak about quadratic, whatever? I don't remember what that stuff is at your Shabbos table. You'll lose anyone who's not interested. But you talk about the parsha. It seems like everyone could relate to it. So let's take a little bit of time. Even maybe the time is just listening to a shear and taking three or four notes and thinking before. So what am I going to do with the Shabbos table? You know, it's not rocket science, but it's, it's an investment and it pays such beautiful dividends. When you, when you walk away as a parent, when we walk away from the Shabbos table and we feel like, you know, it was successful, the kids were engaged, everyone, it, it's the best feeling. You can't, you can't buy that type of nachas. So, so do it, invest in it. it the dividends are, are eternal. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay, Rabbi. So last but not least is your final message, final uh, inspiring uh, thought that you can leave with all of our audience. What an amazing uh, time we had together. I wish uh, the time would just go on and on, but uh, uh, to closing thought, Rabbi. Likewise. You know, I think that because life is so busy and because we're pulled in so many directions and we're stressed in a lot of different ways, we often forget to just take a moment and to look in the mirror and say one thing that we say all the time, but barely focus on it. To be a Jewish person is so awesome. It's so off the charts. If you're not Jewish, you never even know what a parsha is. You never ate kugel. You know, <laughs> the neshama, the guf, the meaning, the family time of Shabbos, the, the platform of the parsha to grow together, divrei taira, davening, you know, we, we, we just were so busy doing it that we never appreciate it. And Shabbos is a time when everything slows down, when we put away this terrible distraction and all those other <laughs> things, we shut them out and we focus inwards. And Hashem gives us a gift called the Neshama Yaser, which gives us opportunity to broaden our spiritual connection. And just take time on Shabbos. Thank Hashem for the opportunity to be a Jewish person. There, it's such an amazing thing. You know, people always ask me, like, you know, why do you do what you do? And I'm like, because I love it. I really, really love it. And we have to, we, we, you know, we have to tell that to ourselves. We have to tell it to our children. We need to live it. We need to feel it. Because if we do that, you know, then life is elevated. And we're living life on a higher plane. And our Simcha Sachaim, you know, goes up. Our, our, our joy de vivre goes up. And our connection with our children. And our, just everything is impacted by small moments of Akar Satayv Tashem for what he gave us the gift of Shabbos and the gift of the Parsha and the gift of Chazak and the gift of so many amazing people in Kalal Yisrael that care so deeply about everybody else. So this Shabbos, this Shabbos, sit down at the table with your family and share with them how you feel about being a Jewish person and how you love the opportunity and tell them how excited you are. It'll be, it'll be really, really special. And even if you do it one time, that alone was something special. So thank you so much for this platform and this opportunity. Hashem yeah, should give you, Rabbeinu, Hashem should give you so much siyata, the Shemayin, and Hatzlacha, and you're incredible. And like everybody probably tells you, Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazak. Rabbi Landa, Rabbi Shlomo Landa, what an inspiring, unbelievable Torah talk. We just had Tuesday's timely Torah talks every single Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We encourage everyone to join and to encourage others to join and be inspired. Please share this amazing episode that we just had with Rabbi Shlomo Lando with all your family, friends, and neighbors. Make sure to say over at Dvar Torah every single Shabbat. Don't be shy. Get an amazing savior. Get an amazing book. 
and uh, get everyone involved. Rabbi Lander, once again, thank you very much. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Have a great Shabbos, Mitzvah Shem. To you as well, and have a great day, everyone. Thank you, thank you.